You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns, episode 36. I'm Jen. And I'm Mick. Welcome back. So, babe, how you doing? How you feeling? No, Chad, it's been a week. <laughs> but feeling good, I guess. Um, trying to be positive, love and light, saging all of the things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to do a little bit of a meditation exercise before we even started this to, to get our minds right. You know, a lot of crazy things just going on at once. And it's like crazy, I would say. It's just a lot. It's the volume of things going yeah, on. Yeah, just being pulled in a bunch of different directions is how I'm currently feeling. Yeah, yeah. And feeling like I'm ping-ponging from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like keeping track of all of my other obligations at the same time, which is difficult. So, you know, trying to focus on work and people having requests and the things that they want me to do. But I'm also thinking like, oh, I got to get that stain out of our oldest kid's uniform shirt before tomorrow. Or I meant to wash some towels today. And, oh, I got to finish working on the next episode of Shockers and Shotguns. And the dog got into my aloe vera and oh, was throwing up on the rug. So goodness. having to clean that was fun. Oh, my nice rug. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> that feeling of, I think maybe I guess I need to compartmentalize a little bit better. Like for now, I'm going to focus on this. And then when this is done, then I'm going to focus on that. It's just like, it can be very overwhelming when you're trying to focus on one thing, but like mentally you're juggling the rest of your to-dos when physically you can only do one thing at a time. On a lighter note, at lunch today, we watched the Love is Blind reunion. Yeah. If you are not familiar with the show, it's like a phenomenon. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is season two. Basically, the setup is like you're dating. These are heterosexual relationships, but you're dating. You're a man, you're dating a woman, and you're in these pods and you can't see each other. You can just hear each other's voices. And so the whole idea is that you get to the deep things really quickly and the producers have it all set up basically the kind of crescendo is that a couple that has gotten to know each other really well the man proposes and then they leave the pods and then they have like is it three weeks yeah they force them to get married in three weeks the producers set up these on all of these shows they set up these like pressure cooker type situations where they're plying these people with alcohol and not letting them do anything else for like 10 hours a day. And and then it's like, we've got all this set up. For, this was not, I can never do a show like this. Not because like I'm shallow. That's not the issue. It's that I would be like, well, I guess I'm getting married because it's all set up and they made me invite my friend. You know what I mean? It's just like being able to be like, well, no, I don't really want to do that. And I, and I think like they like that type of situation that these people get stuck in where it's like, well, I guess I got to see this through. And even if you want to say no, you still have to get dressed, <laughs> walk down the aisle. You sound like you're about to be like an activist and like go against the 
reality show love industrial complex or something like. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that, but <laughs> I mean, I have to take a step back and be like, okay, what's real? What's not? I've noticed for myself in particular, like I'm leaning out of Real Housewife type shows and more into shows like this. Well, to be fair, I was watching all of them, but <laughs> I'm like somewhat dropping some of the Real Housewife shows where it's just like, why are you fighting? How long have y'all been fighting? If this was a real, real friendship, I wouldn't talk to you. It's very much so like coworkers. Because I had it out with this coworker a year ago. And this is like the first we had a call and it was a group call. But when I logged on, she was the only one there. And I was like, shit, I haven't talked to her. We have not had a one on one conversation since we had a very terse conversation. And it was just like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, I'm glad it's Friday. And it's just like so phony, like so fake that we're even doing this. But we're doing it because we're colleagues and we have to show up. And I feel like that's what these real housewife situations are. So I'm leaning more into, you know, there's mess, but there's love. So like Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, Ready to Love is a fave of ours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the other one we talked about in the last episode, Love Off the Grid. We still watch that one. Oh, yeah. Love Off the Grid. I miss Love Island. <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah, the UK version. We've said that before on the show. Like we, we don't really rock with the American one. I feel like it's quarantine proof. No, it's, it's a great, like from a production standpoint. I feel like the the risk is pretty low. Yeah. Any other ones that I like? Not that I can think of, but let's talk about the reunion. If you guys don't want any spoilers of the Love is Blind reunion, you should fast forward. Because mm -hmm. we got some things to say. There was so much there, there. You know what I mean? Like Bravo milks out every single moment out of a reunion and you know that if it's a three or a four part reunion oh we're getting there but i feel like they condensed it to one part and maybe that's because these people are not professional bravo liberties i don't know i appreciated that i actually hate the whole like two three reunions because they end up not needing that many episodes we don't we don't they're never they don't worth, worth it that's so true. i appreciate that this was just a one episode get in hit the high points spend time talking shit about shake and let's get up out of there. You know, he's an interesting one because for a moment there on the finale, when Deep D, his fiance, was like, no, I deserve someone who chooses me and who knows that they want to be with me. Because he was walking around telling everybody that he wasn't physically attracted to her, but he loved her. She was his best friend. But it was like being with his aunt, which is a mess. And when she said no to him and he didn't get the chance to say no, or he even seemed still on the fence, he looked like he was going to cry. And then all this bravado came in. Mm -hmm. And so for a moment, I really thought that he was deflecting and it was like just defense mechanism. Like he was embarrassed. He never thought that to him, this ugly woman was going to tell him, no, she's not ugly. She's gorgeous. But. He, I think he was just like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be okay. He said he had reservations at Nobu. Like, who cares? <laughs> I got open table. Like, don't nobody care? <laughs> no, I think when I was watching it, I was kind of fascinated by him. I'm like, I would love to know his human design. Mm. Like, what is, is there something about him that 
probably a very defined G center. What do you think? I think he's one of those types that we haven't talked about in human design called an asshole. And so <laughs> I don't really know no, where I, to put him. No, but I just think like how he basically, especially during the reunion, he didn't feel any sort of wavering about like his approach to things. He even said at one point, he was like, I doubled down on where I was at the beginning of the process, which if you're watching the season, you think that maybe he might be getting away from what would be perceived as being shallow and superficial mm-hmm. and getting more deep as like the, no pun intended there, deep, tea deep, um, <laughs> getting more deep as he pursued this relationship and it got deeper. You thought maybe he might be kind of getting past that and mm-hmm. learning to appreciate an emotional connection a lot more. But then at the reunion, it sounded like all that growth was bullshit. Yeah. I'm just like wondering what that what that could look like in his chart, but it's all speculation. I don't know for I sure. I know. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it like that. Because you could also say like he didn't, well, I don't know. Like he maybe didn't know who he was because he was trying to put himself in a box where, but he really did know who he was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can go around and around with that one. Yeah. I just, I don't know if you noticed, but Ayana, if you remember, isn't she going to school for social work? I think so. And so I think she's taking some psychology classes because she definitely pegged him as a narcissist. I, I caught that. And we throw that term around. I mean, not the collective we throw that term around a lot. It's all over TikTok and Twitter and whatnot. But I'm very careful about who I call a narcissist but if she's a semi-professional then i feel like we can go with that right <laughs> <laughs> she got a degree or something okay so that's she funny know everything she got a degrees what did you think about shane you know what's interesting is there's been some conversations on the interwebs that shane might have been on some type of substance during the show shake was also giving that Yes, if I were to speculate, I think that that might have been in play. Maybe like a little upper. Yeah, he was was on one. He was doing a lot. Um, It wasn't like he was drunk. Mm -mm. It didn't really make any sense. And so I was like, did he pop something? Did he sniff something? I don't know. I think Shane has, it seemed like he had been to therapy. There seemed to be some growth, but I think him and Natalie were still having some huge... Misses. I'm like, what did he say to her? He says he says some real foul shit. You can tell. Yeah. He cussed her out. He told yeah. her she was the worst thing that ever happened to him. He says some really, really foul stuff. Because she was like, I didn't think like one fight would change everything. And I was like, he, yeah. he was very verbally abusive to you, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, good for her for, you know, and that she couldn't get over it. And it wasn't like one drunken moment. Mm-hmm. It's like I think the the depth of what he said and how angry he got and how deep he cut from the reactions, right? Because we mm-hmm. weren't there. That's what I would have to presume. Got it. But yeah, Kyle was getting all these piercings because he had an yeah. earring too, a nose ring and an mm-hmm. earring. I want him to shoot at Deep T. See what see what see what happens there. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> deep T said, "You know what? I try to do an Indian man just for my family and." I got this dude. Look at that wound up. That's a heart. Moving on. Yeah, let's keep it going. Uh, let's do a little breath work. All right. In the vein of this continued 
theme of Jennifer working out shit for herself real time <laughs> with you, <laughs> with you all as we do our breath work. <laughs> I have been feeling there are some things that I'm trying to bring to fruition. And I think a big part of that spiritually and energetically is requiring me to let go control, mm. which is difficult for me. I am fiercely independent. And I think it's because I don't want to be disappointed. And so I don't like putting trust into others. Like if I can't directly have a hand in it. And so this transition and growing pains that I'm kind of going through is like letting go, going with the flow, trusting that the universe will catch me, that I'm moving in alignment that I'm moving towards where I'm supposed to be going and letting it come to me, which is beautiful in and of itself, right? It's like something is taking care of you instead of you taking care of it. Mm. So that's the theme for today's breath work is letting go. All right. So let's uh, take a deep breath in together. Expanding your belly. Sigh that out through your mouth. Let's do that again. Inhale. Sitting up a little bit straighter. And sigh that out through your mouth. Last one. Inhale. Rolling your shoulders. Stretching your neck from side to side. For this one, we're going to seal our lips and sigh out through our nose. Now that we're aware of our breath, I want you to pay attention to where you're holding. Are your hands loose? Is there anywhere in your body that you're feeling tense? Sometimes we don't even realize that there's like a muscle in our leg. Maybe we're contracting or flexing. Try and release those muscles. Are you feeling tight in your chest? Do you feel like your breathing is stopping at your heart and it's not getting down into your belly? Take another deep inhale, making sure that you're releasing that energy, that you're letting your body go limp, that you're trusting that the chair and the floor or if you're standing, that the ground will hold you. As we wrap up this breath work, we're just going to have one affirmation that we're going to say together. And that's, I am in alignment. 
And I think what comes with that, it makes it a little bit easier to go with the flow. When you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And that what comes your way is exactly on the right timing. All right. Thank you, baby. That was that was beautiful. Thanks. What's funny is when you first started, you said, let it go. Mm-hmm. All I heard was Missy in my head saying, new Keisha. Fire. I don't want your man because I got it like that. <laughs> Every time, guys. Every <laughs> single time. I was going to say it, but I was like, this is inappropriate right now. She's, it is know, work, inappropriate. Working through her stuff right now with the listeners. But that's what popped in my head. We're supposed to be a team. And you just want to yuck, yuck, yuck. That's all you want to do? <laughs> anyway, let's get into our main topic. So, guys, we're picking back up in human design. There's just so much that we can do in human design. We don't want to give you everything, but we want to make sure we give you guys the basics And so we thought it was important to do another episode where we go into gates and channels. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes on human design, go back and listen to episodes 31, 32, 33, and 35. As we've said before, the system is super complicated. So if you are new to human design, we don't want you to get lost. So go back and check out those episodes. So gates and channels. (laughs) A gate is basically like a door to each of the energy centers. And a channel is like a road that connects one energy center to another. If you haven't already, get your chart out because I think the visual will help as we're explaining. So there are a total of 64 gates. That's a lot of gates. But they all represent and correspond to the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching. There are also 36 channels, and those relate to the branches of the Kabbalah. Obviously, we don't have time to break down all 64 gates, all 36 channels in painstaking detail, but we did want to equip you guys with the knowledge to understand your own gates and channels. We did an overview of the I Ching on the last episode. And honestly, neither one of us have really researched or studied Kabbalah and the Tree of Life and Mm -hmm. all of that. I just, and we're not going to go into detail about that either. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure, we're not getting into it. But I just remember, I wanted to say a few years ago, but it's like 2022. And you know, when you were saying a few years ago, you really be talking about 2007. (laughs) And that was like 15 whole years ago. I was like, oh, yeah, like a year or so ago. And it's like 2003. Yeah. Anyway, do you remember when all the celebrities were getting into Kabbalah? I do. I do. Like they were converting. They all had that little red string. Mm. And I was very firmly in my Christian bag of like, that's other. I don't know why y'all doing all of that. Oh, that's what the red string is for. Okay, gotcha. I couldn't remember what the red string was for. Like I didn't connect Kabbalah and red string together. I just remember seeing the red string. And then separately also hearing about Kabbalah. So what and I I usually have a good like bullshit meter. Mm-hmm. Not that Kabbalah is. I'm saying like the celebrities. Like yeah. it very much felt like a trend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since then it was like, oh my God. 
Kabbalah, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. I haven't heard anything about Kabbalah in like 10 years until we started looking into human mm. design. So it's like really interesting that I remember it. I think it got bad branding because it felt like, you know how people feel about celebrities and rich people like, y'all ain't got nothing to do, so now y'all doing some new shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now that I know that it's it's been on my list of like digging a little deeper as to how it interplays with human design. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was really cool. Back to the gates. <laughs> so they can be active or inactive. And this is similar to the defined and undefined designation of each energy center that we talked about. Depending on where you're pulling your HD chart, you'll see active gates displayed differently on your chart. So some apps or sites will show active gates as just being bold, like they'll be in bolder numbers. And others will have a colored circle around the active gates, like they're trying to highlight it in some way, basically. So, you know, the ones that pop out to you, those are your defined gates. Yes. Each active gate represents a trait, emotion, or tendency that you have. This can show up consciously, unconsciously, or a mixture of conscious and unconscious. Your human design chart will show a black line coming from the gate if it is conscious, a red line if it is unconscious, and a black-red combo line if it's a mixture. I've actually seen where instead of red, they use pink, so you may see that as well. As Mick said, we can't cover all of the gates and all of the channels. But we thought we could go through a couple of celebrity charts and call out some of the gates and channels that they have active. We thought that would be fun. So mix up first. What's your pick? Shaq, the big diesel. The big, <laughs> what else, what's it? Big Aristotle, as he called himself. Really? Oh, yeah, a whole bunch of names. Superman. I'm going to start coming up with some names for myself. I love it. I don't have one yet. You said you was Jazzy Jennifer, right? <sighs> Ugh, so lame. Um, So I picked Shaq because I've recently been streaming a show that he did. I think it started in like 2019 and 2020, but I started streaming it on uh, HBO Max, which is the worst (laughs) worst streaming platform out there. But nonetheless, I stumbled across Shaq Life on HBO Max. And I didn't know his human design type before watching it. But when I was watching it, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's a manifesting generator. He has so many passions. He's DJing. They they show him like working with like established DJs. He's not just like, I'm going to show up and like pretend like I'm DJing. Like he's like really into it. He's doing commercials. You know, back in the day, he was a rapper. He had his own video game, Shaq Fu, back in the day. And on top of all that, his main job, right? He was one of the greatest big men to ever play basketball. Most people say he was the most dominant force in basketball history. So, I mean, lots of passions there, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked up his chart, and sure enough, not only is he a manifesting generator, but like me, he is a pure manifesting generator. And I'm sure you're wondering, y'all didn't cover that. What's the, what's the pure manifesting generator? What's that mean? Basically, what defines a pure manifesting generator is having channel 3420 active. So let's talk about that channel in Shaq's chart first. Channel 3420 connects the sacral center to the throat center and is known as the channel of charisma. Fun fact, I used to say if I had a girl, I was going to name her charisma. I didn't do that. 
but <laughs> anyway, the gate is also referred to as the channel of keeping busy in some books. People with this channel like to get active. They're constantly busy 24-7. They don't want to be distracted. I see this with Shaq because he got the general commercials. He has those um, big and tall commercials. I see hot. I see hot. He always selling something. <laughs> and honestly, I really just thought that he was a hustler and he was like, yeah, my basketball money is long, but I'm going to make sure my money long, long. And <laughs> But he might just get bored and he has an agent and be like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll come out for Mm -hmm. the little shoot or whatever. It's one day. What's the the money looking like? All Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. I also see this with Mick because he always has a running to-do list that he feels like he has to complete every single day. (laughs) This man loves to run errands. Do you love to run errands? I feel satisfaction when I complete errands. And that is your in alignment theme right your mm-hmm. self theme mm-hmm. satisfaction satisfaction he will set us up well before kids of course because now it's like hey i gotta go do these things but before kids he'd be like okay this is what i'm thinking for saturday we're gonna do brunch right and then we're gonna go to the grocery store and then we're gonna go to the mall and then we're gonna go to the cleaners and then we're gonna, I feel like and then we're gonna do what and when are we gonna nap <laughs> Because I need nap time. Even when we would take our big trips, I would schedule in nap time. (laughs) And inevitably, Mick doesn't take a nap. He's like checking email or doing something else or watching a show. It's like he's keeping busy and usually keeping me awake because I'm trying to get my nap in. So then it just becomes Jen's rest time. Where I'm not like actively sightseeing. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and you know how you can get me to sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know what? That's a good segue because <laughs> we were talking when I was like looking through these. I remembered what we said about the throat center and what the throat connects to is what the person expresses. So my throat connects to my mind. So I'm always like. Just saying what I'm thinking. Mick and Shaq, their throat connects to their sacral. And sacral is about life force. It's raw energy. It's also sexual energy. So then I had to ask myself, is Shaq's mouth as filthy as Mick's is? Filthy? Smut. <laughs> I love that word, smut. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Big old freak. I like that better. Big old freak. Shout out to H-Town. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, while this channel is great for getting things done, there can be a lot of danger with this channel. It can fuel a manifesting generator into doing things just to do them and not necessarily because they are passionate about them. MGs with this channel will initiate things like a manifester, which is a no-no. And they'll do it without checking in with their sacral response, which is meant to respond. We talk about how manifesting generators are a blend between manifestors and generators. And MGs with this channel active feel the pressure of both ends of that spectrum. They need to remember to get an affirmative gut response before putting their energy into something. 
As Mick mentioned, we can definitely see how this shows up for Shaq with all of the things that he's doing. Hopefully, though, he's legitimately passionate about all of these different avenues where he's expressing his energy. I, I don't know if he's passionate about selling insurance for the general, but... Well, you know, it's funny. On the show that I talked about, they asked him about that. And he was like, yeah, I'm a pitch man, but I have to believe in the product before I go ahead and do it. And I think in a lot of cases, he's invested in some of these companies because he believes in them. So I don't know about the general specifically, but I think like Ring, he does a lot of commercials for Ring doorbells. Really? I think he's invested in them. Papa John's. Oh, yeah, Papa John's. So, yeah, he, he if he's into it, he'll give that charisma you know, that energy to that that business. Papa John's. I hope they gave him some more shares after he basically had to save that company from his racist CEO. Well, he came on after that. So he said they, they called him up after the whole scandal went down. This is all on the show, which, which is why I got to, like, get an insight into, like, how he thinks. And he was like, well, is that other dude? He said that other guy. He didn't say Papa John. He said, is that other guy going to still be involved? And they were like... <laughs> Nah. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, I'll come in and help you guys figure this out. But I need, he stated his demands. Like he needed some franchises and he needed some, you know, this and this and that business wise. And he got all that. And so they brought him in and he was like in the boardroom telling them what to to do and like get, providing strategic direction. He wasn't just like. Okay. A, a, a face. A, yeah, a face. Exactly. A black face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That CEO said he had to, like, basically go to rehab for saying the N-word. Like, yes. what? Yeah. What? It's like, crack to him. I just can't get enough. <laughs> All right. So moving on to another <laughs> channel that Shaq has. That is channel 5720. This is called the channel of the brainwave or the channel of involuntary impulses. This channel connects the spleen to the throat. And it's all about expressing your intuition with your voice. I actually have this channel in my chart, which has been an interesting discovery. (laughs) I mean, literally like this week, like an interesting discovery of exploring that channel in my chart because, and, and a good reminder too, is that on this journey, I have received, I guess, mentorship suggestions that I more so readily express the things that I'm sensing and how I'm feeling and like kind of what I'm picking up from different frequencies. And it's funny because we'd we'd watch a show and I immediately like wouldn't like somebody on the show. Oh, here's a great example. Paid in Full, one of my favorite movies. Even though these are not real people, they're actors. I immediately knew immediately that the dude that was going to backstab them all was going to backstab them all. Like someone would show me that, show me the movie and like minute five, I was like, I don't like him. He about to mess this all up. And they were like, what? How did you see that coming? (laughs) Intuition, baby. I mean, I even think about reality TV, which is probably more of a like. It's real life. Yeah, exactly. That's a better, because I think sometimes acting in movies, whatever, they'll kind of hint at it. But there's, like, no real hints, typically, in reality shows. They just, like, introduce the characters. And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't like him. I don't mm-hmm. like him. I don't like him at all. I'm like, dang, he just said, hi, my name is Ben. And, mm-hmm. like, you're like, I don't, I don't mess with Ben. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and people don't like that. They don't like that. When it happens in real life, they do not respond kindly to that. They were like, dang, how she know? Because I knew. Well, this channel probably explains some of that. It is described as having the ability to penetrate auras, identify hidden agendas, and to root out insincerity. People with this channel have a tendency to be a little bit erratic in their conversation. They can be talking about one subject and get an impulse, that kind of splenic energy coming through to their throat, and they'll start talking about something completely different. I've experienced this with my wife. <laughs> They've probably experienced it with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, y- y'all know about her asides. Uh, and I'm just like in the middle of a conversation with them, like, wait. How did you, how did you get here? Like, word to Deborah Cox, like, for real. Mm, I caught the bus. <laughs> if y'all know about that remix, y'all some real ones. <laughs> Nobody outside of Dallas knows that remix. But the ones that do, do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I used to say, years before the spiritual journey, we might interview someone in my job, and I would say, they were like, oh, how'd you think, how'd you feel about that? <laughs> and I'd say, Bad. That's the first thing that came <laughs> to my head. Okay. How'd you feel about that? And I would say, you know, I really liked his aura. There was something about it. And they would be like, what? This is like a very like corporate button up situation. And they would look at me like, Jennifer, what does that mean? And I was like, you know what it means. You know what it means. Or there would be times where I'd meet someone and I'd be like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And they were like, no, they're a really good guy. And, you know, their uncle gives us a bunch of money. And I was like, okay. Sure enough, lazy, not doing no work, mm-hmm. a mess. I also am very sensitive. I thought it was just a pet peeve of mine that I can't stand when someone's being dishonest. I cannot take a liar. I can not. It irks me to my core. I can better understand when someone lies to get out of a one-off situation and they just don't know what to do. But when you just be out here lying, just lying, just a fraud, it runs all the way through me. And it's in my design. It's just like, it just grates my nerves. All right, so let's look at one last channel that Shaq has active. Channel 34 to 57 is called the Channel of Power, and it connects the sacral center to the spleen. Yes, people with this channel active are great in a crisis. So think, shit hits the fan. We talk about that a lot on Chakras and Shotguns. Mm -hmm. These are the people you want around. This channel provides a great mix of energy and intuition that you know, serves itself really well in a crisis, but can also just help propel any project forward. So some stuff's going down. Somebody find Shaq. Get him on the phone. <laughs> I'm just laughing at, you know, there's always these jokes about people in California. They're like, I applied for this apartment. And they were like, what's your sign? What's your moon sign? <laughs> and I'm just like imagining like, I don't want to imagine this, but it's like nuclear war, alien invasion. And it's like, somebody help me. Wait. Do you have the 34 to 57 channel? (laughs) I don't have that channel. So now I'm like, I got to find somebody with that channel. (laughs) Do you have this channel, please? (laughs) Well, I have the 57 gate, so. Mm, And I have the 34 gate. So together. Look. We got it together. So that's something we didn't really talk about. 
We mentioned briefly at some point about composite charts, about how you can kind of see charts together. But when you are in a relationship, when one person has a gate active and the other person has a gate active, when you guys are together, it kind of completes that channel. And so you experience the energy of that channel being completed when you're together. So look at that. Me and my boo together. We preppers. We're going to be good together in a crisis. Mm-hmm. With a whole podcast about preparedness. Look at God. All right. So to wrap up Shaq, I wanted to just call out a few gates that he has active. Things that I thought might be interesting to talk about on the show. We're not going to go through all of his active gates. But here are three. So starting first with gate 64, it is a gate in the crown energy center. It is the gate of diverse possibilities. This gate is all about thinking deeply about potential pathways and what ifs. People with this gate active examine everything. Gate 11, this is the gate of harmony and is located in the mind center or the Ajna. As the name suggests, This gate is about finding ways to bring agreement between groups of people, whether that is at home, work, or in relationships. And the third gate, gate 22, the gate of grace, which is located in the emotion center. People with this gate have a particular charm about them. They have graceful movement. They like to dress stylishly. And they have a very refined way in which they treat others. I think this one stands out to me for Shaq because... For someone so large, you wouldn't expect him to be graceful. But that was one of the things about Shaq that made him so dominant on the basketball court. He was seven foot one, seven foot two, over 300 pounds. And he was moving like a ballerina sometimes on the floor. He could spin and post and pivot. His footwork was impeccable. And that made him unstoppable whenever he got the ball down low. But then also, as I've been watching his show, they just talk about how generous he is. He's always. And he goes into like a Burger King and there's a, a homeless guy kind of sitting in the back. And he's like, let me get a couple of chicken sandwiches for my man back there. Like, he, you know, just anybody he sees that he can help. He's just always thinking about how he can do that. And then there's another episode where he's buying shoes. He's got got these green gators and like, you know, he always wants to be stylish and fly. And like he has these huge feet. So he has like this very special shoemaker that he goes to cobbler that he like hits up. <laughs> And dude makes all his shoes in different types of materials and loud colors. And, you know, he's matching them with the suits. He's all about looking good wherever he's at. So I see that come through for him. Any thoughts on those gates? Just going in reverse order from what you were saying. Stylish is subjective, but <laughs> he's he's wearing clothes. He's the fashions. And then... <laughs> I'm so bad. But then gate 11, I, too, have this gate. Okay. Then, you know, the gate of harmony. Uh, it actually made me think about the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So that's way back when. We talked about that a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm a nine on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And nines are also referred to as peacekeepers. So I find myself finding solutions and I feel that that I'm always trying to make everyone somewhat happy and that's not necessarily in a people-pleasing way I think that's an extreme to it but like trying to find a solution that appeases the most people so that resonated with me got it got it all right let's move on from Shaq 
and talk about the celebrity that you picked, Jen. Yes. So I picked Rihanna because we talk about Beyonce all the time. No, seriously, Rihanna is so cool. Like, she's so unique and she's evolved in such a beautiful way since Ponda Replay. Ooh, I have an aside that's actually on point for Rihanna. So, okay. way back when in, this would have been 2008, when Rihanna and Chris Brown were still dating, I went on a family trip to Virginia. We just like went to Virginia for like a summer trip. And on the flight back, Rihanna and Chris Brown were on my flight. Mm. And it's six o'clock in the morning. These are umbrella days. So the bob. Mm-hmm. No, not even the bob. It was when her hair was shorter than that. She had that real shortcut, that pixie cut. And it's 6 a.m. in the morning. She's flawless. I don't even know if someone did her makeup. I don't know if she had a makeup artist to come out there that early. Like five inch Louboutins, like just looks amazing. She's flying commercial. So this is early in the career, okay? <laughs> and they're in security with us. And I'm telling my aunt, who at the time was like in her 70s. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I like just crawled out of bed and just showed up to the airport because I didn't care. And I'm telling my aunt who it is. And my aunt is just like, okay, girl. <laughs> but it made such an impact on me that I don't go to the airport looking rough no more. I said, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. I just refuse. I'm not going to the airport looking busted because you never know who you might see. Okay. And if she could put in the effort, so could I. But back on task, who would have thought that, like, the Ponda replay, Rihanna, like, she came out and it was like, oh, okay, like, this girl's cute. Like, this is, like, a little cute bob, you know. There was, like, an era of a bunch of those. Like, Cassie came out at the same time. Tierra Marie had a little one song. Yeah. Amory. Lumity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Everybody had a little tray. And, like... You know, we've seen her evolve, like, artistically and as a singer. And, like, now she's a fashion icon. She's a makeup mogul. I just love that she moves in this way that, like, she don't really give a damn what anyone else thinks. To her human design, though, Rihanna is an emotional manifesting generator. So, you know, like we've talked about mixed type and Shaq's type. It's no surprise that she has a bunch of different things going on all the time. The first channel that I wanted to talk about for Rihanna, though, is the 34 to 20 channel, which we just talked about with Shaq. And remember, that's the channel of keeping busy. So everything that I just listed, all of her businesses, Fenty Beauty Savage by Fenty, her fashion line, like she's an ambassador to Barbados. She does all this philanthropy work. And now she's pregnant. So like she got a lot going on. Yes, indeed. And at some point, she's also a singer. All my all my folks, my fellow Rihanna Navy folks. I don't know. Did you know I had a Navy membership card? No, I did not. But you know, we all waiting <laughs> on the new album from her. It's been like six years or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's better in alignment because there's you know, plenty of pressure for her to put out a new album. But she's just like, Nah, I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm I'm, I'm out here hanging out with ASAP and making babies. I love that when they ask her about it. You know, sometimes she will be like, oh, I record music all the time. <laughs> and I and 
And to her, that's like giving y'all something, but it's still kind of a tease. Yeah. And she'd be like, you know, when the album come out, the album come out, whatever. Mm-hmm. When it's ready. When it's ready. <laughs> Let them wait. <laughs> Sorry, that's my coming to America reference that I love to do. So yeah, that's that's what I just I just love about her. I think she's a really good example of someone who has mastered their human design and like seems to be very much so in alignment because she's just like, you're not going to pressure me into doing (laughs) what I don't feel like doing. She's going to be like, yeah, but I'm going to like launch a whole fashion house. How about that? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's like, you could just give us the tracks, girl, like give us the music. (laughs) She's just like, "Uh -uh, I don't really want to. (laughs) Another channel that Rihanna has is channel 34 to 10. That's known as the channel of exploration. And this channel connects the sacral center to the identity center. And from what we know about the energy centers, the identity center is about your sense of life and your sacral is life force, raw energy. So people with this channel not only love life, it's inherent to who they are and it matters to their sense of well-being that they love the life that they have. Yes, it's really important with people who have this channel active is to focus on self-approval and not the approval of others. I kind of have to say that again to myself because I have this channel active too, right? Mm. People, you know, could respond to that and respond to you and think that you're selfish because you're not seeking their okay for anything that you do. But if you're following your authority, then you're on the right track. Like Jen said earlier, Rihanna does what she wants, when she wants. When I was... Looking into this channel some more, I saw that it was also called the research channel. So in addition to this like self-love theme, there is also this desire for self-improvement. So rather than focusing on what others think or expect, people with this channel active are more concerned with researching things that they feel will help them improve. Yeah, it's been interesting being married to me. I mean, just in general. <laughs> but talking about this channel in particular, because now I have human design to better explain why Mick is the way that he is and why maybe I and why I am the way that I am. So early on in our marriage, I think and sometimes it'll still pop up. Mick and I would have big misses with each other about how we approach the expectations of others. And You know, I have my own limiting beliefs and conditioning to work on, okay? And maybe I'll do that in the next breath work. But (laughs) it's so essential to who Mick is, like his identity, that he approves of himself and not that others approve of him or what he's doing or how he's living his life. That he doesn't even have to go through that filter necessarily of what other people are going to think and that can be from the small to the big like sometimes family wants you to show up to stuff and you don't really feel like it or you know you have to do something that you don't really feel like doing and mix like no I'm living my life and this is what I have going on and that's going to help me and so so sometimes that I I have been on the outside looking in and I'm like, but they asked us to show up to this. And that's just not how he processes things. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not a bad, that he's a bad friend or a bad family member. It's just the filter 
I think my first filter is they ask me to do this so I have to show up because it'll make them happy. And his filter is I'm loving life or I'm researching more or I'm trying to improve myself. And that means more to me and my self-worth than showing up to this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just don't like to be beholden to other people's expectations. Yeah. Which cuts out a lot of uh, heartache Mm -hmm. or anxiety, I guess. (laughs) Oh my gosh, are they going to be mad? Guadalajara. <laughs> Moving on to another of Rihanna's channels. She also has the 4426 channel, and that's the channel of enterprise. This channel connects the spleen to the heart. If you remember from the Energy Center episode, those with a divine heart can move mountains and they get shit done. The spleen is all about instinct and intuition. So connecting those through this channel creates a killer instinct in these people. And it is found with people who have just a very entrepreneurial nature about them. One thing that stuck with me about this channel is that their communication style can be masked by a court gesture attitude of not taking life too seriously. But at the same time, they're getting to the heart of the matter within seconds, which is so... Rihanna, all of these like paparazzi moments that'll pop up with her. It's she can be a woman of few words in those settings, but you know exactly what she's thinking, exactly how she feel about it. And then she's moving on. (laughs) But and it's also like, yeah, whatever. It just comes off so cool the way she does it. She's just like, "Uh yeah, I'm not taking it too seriously, but girl, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So their ability to... I think the most recent um, interaction I saw actually just was on Twitter this past week. She was at the Dior show, mm-hmm. one of the million fashion weeks. Maybe this one was in Milan. I can't remember. But she was going to the Dior show and she was on the red carpet and people were taking pictures. And I don't know what the purpose of this was, but a paparazzi or a photographer was like, Rihanna, you're late. And she looked at him and she was like, no shit. And just walked off. <laughs> but inherent in that was like, Yeah, girl. So why are you asking? What are you saying? (laughs) And they're waiting for me still. You know, like, I just love that about her. Mm -hmm. This ability to have this type of direct communication, it works in their favor because it helps them pitch their ideas in a way that's compelling and really persuasive. For sure. People with this channel always want to do what's new and improved. We saw this with her kind of coming out with the lingerie and, and plus sizes and her beauty Products are in colors that other brands have never like really bothered to have, you know, palettes in and shades in. While they sometimes wonder if they're doing things for themselves or the common good, they're still trying to make things better. It's just the feel good factor of the spleen kind of tussling with the ego factor of the heart that we see at play there. So not to hide the ball, but I have this channel. <laughs> and everything here, like as I was writing it out and then I went and looked at my chart, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's me. I used to joke with Mick that I was going to like quit my corporate job and start a consulting firm. And it was going to be called FTS Consulting. And that stands for Fix That Shit Consulting. And basically, I didn't want to come up with new ideas. I just want to come into your business and like you show me, oh, this is the project that we're doing. And I was like, this looks a mess. Get rid of that. That color is too bright. There's typos in here. (laughs) I think this is offensive fix that shit and then move on i think that it's a billion dollar idea 
I mean, look, I've experienced this with my businesses and bringing them to you. I'm always like, okay, you don't have to tell me everything that's wrong. I'm just asking you about this paragraph right here, but you want to like fix the whole thing. I'm trying to improve. (laughs) I'm trying to make things better. It's who I am. It's part of my design. (laughs) But I also have that same tussle with I want to be an entrepreneur. I have entrepreneurial goals and it's I'll get kind of caught up in like, yeah, I could do this and it could be really successful. And then something will tell me like, but are you helping people? Mm. And trying to figure out where I land with that because entrepreneurs want to start businesses to make money and have a nice lifestyle but you also want to help people too and so you're trying to just figure out you know which way am I going you know how am I going to do this I think I've started to explore projects and say like is there a way that I can help one person Mm -hmm. and not like that's like if I can do that then that's enough but like just thinking of projects in a different type of way and so like what in this industry can I do that helps one person can I help five people can I help 10 people yeah but I don't need to just like quit my job and go be a nun yeah I think it's it gets you away from like trying to save the world with every project you're like yes. okay, if I can just help like a subset of the world then like I feel good about that exactly I think it also reading about this channel has shed some light on like how I am repelled repulsed by purely capitalistic endeavors, mm. which you, if you're in like a real capitalistic industry, can be difficult, especially if it's a little bureaucratic. Like if it's a big corporation, how are you improving things? Well, you know, you got to do your TPS reports. It's got to go through this budget. That person got to sign off. This person got to sign off. It can be really hard to move the ball. And you know that they're not really helping that many people. It's all about the profit. So I can see how sometimes that can like turn me off too. One other thing that I wanted to say, you know, you brought up Savage by Fenty. I don't know if you know this, but she also has a laundry line for men. And I think it's a great time for me to make you feel uncomfortable on the podcast. And I'm going to buy you some lingerie. I mean, look, (laughs) if that's what gets your motor going, my circle says, okay. I'm not going to buy you lingerie, babe. If it gets your motor going, baby, that's what you got to do. <laughs> All right. The last channel we're going to talk about for Rihanna is channel 59.6. And that is the channel of connecting. This is the only possible connection between the emotions or solar plexus center and the sacral. And it's sex. It's how potent bonds with people and projects are made. Perfect timing for Rihanna. It's a fertile channel and people are drawn to that energy. And that note about it being a fertile channel is not just about being physically fertile, but remember that birthing can also be bringing ideas and projects and movements to fruition. Like you birth those things. I like that all of her projects ooze the same sex appeal and sensuality that she has. I wasn't surprised that she has this channel, which in and of itself is alluring. Like, there's something about Rihanna. Like, Beyonce is beautiful. No one's taking that away. 
And Rihanna's beautiful too, but there's something different there. Like she has this, she has this quality there that you can't quite put your finger on. And I think that's what makes her so interesting. If you have this channel, you may notice that all eyes are on you when you walk into a social setting. Like you kind of shift the environment that you're in. Some people may even like withdraw. Like it might even be a little bit overwhelming because you can impact others with your strong feelings, your sensuality and desires. This is one of the first times I've seen in human design, other than manifestors having that repelling aura that people, it's like a closed aura that people can't really see behind that can impact people. This channel gives you this emotional aura that can be really impactful onto people as well. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the time where I should tell my Rihanna story. Want to talk about oozing sex appeal? You have a Rihanna story? I've told you this story before. You, you do you have may, a Rihanna You may have story. forgotten this, but I, 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 I have not forgotten this. This is probably why I have a Navy membership card to this okay. day. Don't get to seven trouble now. I, I mean, I'm, are we not supposed to share with the people our thoughts and our feelings? Tell the story fast, but watch yourself. So this must have been 2010, 2011. I'm in Barbados. <laughs> it's crop over. If you've never heard of crop over, think carnival, which happens in Brazil, Trinidad, Tobago, a lot of countries. This is like the equivalent to that, except it happens in August. Everybody's in costumes, scantily clad. You might want to call it male lingerie is what I had on. I don't know. <laughs> might have got your motor running if you saw what I had on. <laughs> Little shorts and like a, like a, a chain or something around my, my chest. Okay. Some that, you know, everybody had this like uniform on that was in in my little section or whatever. Walking down the road, you know, there there's lots of drinks flowing. And we see this woman surrounded by like three dudes kind of walking on the road next to us. And the dude I'm with, one of the dudes I'm with is like, yo, Rihanna. He like ru- runs up on her and like says says hello. And I was like, I ain't, I'm, I'm trying to play it cool. I ain't going to run up on you like that. Uh-huh. So I just kind of like waved at her. She looked me dead in my eye. She waved back and said, hi. And I, I, I froze. I, I, was, I was stuck. I think that's when I signed up. I sent my application. It was like Costco. I just went in there and sent my membership card in for the Navy. I'm, I'm done. She just oozed sex appeal. I was like, yeah, I'm, mm, I'm in. She's an enchantress. Mm-hmm. All that. Y'all, when he started telling this story, he like threw his little knee out. Let me tell you about the time that I met Rihanna. It was way back in 2010, 12 years ago now, I remember. He got this little wistful look in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Sir. You know, that was a great story. I appreciate that. I see that she's had an impact on both of us. (laughs) I do remember, like, it was almost like, it was like a movie, almost, when I saw her at the airport. It was like, like she just she was just walking there's nobody really in the airport you think that about celebrities and like celebrities are kind of i've been around other celebrities at things or like you know seen a celebrity out in the wild mm-hmm. and they just look like a regular person and you're like oh shit that's like so and so this was different this was different it reminds me that jamie fox stand up when he's talking about when he met prince Mm. It's like now I want to go look at Prince's chart if it's out there and see if he has the same channel. <gasps> yes. So, Ooh. Let's not forget to do that. I yeah, want to do that. Fun homework assignment for us to do. 
Some gates that I wanted to call out on Rihanna before we move on. Gate 36 is located in the emotional center and is called the gate of crisis. People with this gate can be very, very emotional. People with this gate are also seen as crisis managers who experience deep emotional pain and learn great wisdom. This is a note from Mick. I see he put this in the outline. According to Ra'uruhu, the founder of human design, this is the most sexual gate in the human design system. Why well, I got to be my note? The founder said this. <laughs> I'm just re- I'm just putting in what's in the book. We were putting this together and Mick comes into the room yelling like, Rihanna's got gate 36. It's the most sexual gate in the human design system and you have it too. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But now you want to put me in some male lingerie. <laughs> it's like, you know, tasteful. It's not like, you know, you know, you're not going to be in a teddy. <laughs> That's the wild shit. We're going to tell your mom to skip this episode. <laughs> I want my homeboys to skip this episode. <laughs> Moving on, stay on task. Gate 41 is located in the root, and it's called the gate of contraction or the gate of imagination. It's rich with imagination that can lead to all sorts of possibilities because these people are bringing their fantasies into real life. So that one's really interesting. And gate 58, also located in the root, it's called the gate of joyous vitality. It's the childlike wonder that babies have they're just eager to explore and discover life for most of us this can fade (laughs) you know real life creeps in we got bills to pay but not for people who have this gate they can get swept away especially she also has like that gate of imagination so they can get swept away and like what the world has to offer and oh imagine the possibilities It's about finding the right balance for yourself, though, as you enjoy what life has to offer. So following your authority, like, you know, we've said in all of these episodes, making sure you're putting your energy into the right things. But then there's also an element of like, you know, F the naysayers and the people who want to be like, oh, you can't do that. That's not real. Like, That's not reality. And like, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that. I think her I think her career allows her a lot more creativity And creativity is all over her chart. So, like, she's blessed in that way that it's like, you know, you're already this huge celebrity. So, like, yeah, you want to do a makeup brand? But I'm sure there were people that were like, well, you know, you should really just, like, get with an established brand and, like, be their spokesperson. And she was like, no, I'm going to launch this brand that has a foundation for everybody. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. You have any thoughts on those gates? Well, I'm going to stay away from the conversation about Rihanna and Gate 36. I'm not trying to get in any more trouble. But I'll talk about the fact that I have Gate 41 and Gate 58. I was, you know, reading about these gates. And I think it really revealed to me why I was so unhappy towards, like, I think my last corporate job, I was there for like four years. The last like two years of that, I was just like, really not feeling it and i think it's because of those like lack of me being able to use my imagination the lack of being able to like experience that childlike wonder Mm. that comes with like new things and new ideas and innovation so yeah i think that's what that's how i like most identify with those gates showing up for me 
So I think that kind of wraps up our discussion of Rihanna's channels and gates. Mm -hmm. Are there any other kind of channels in general that you wanted to just make sure we highlighted to our listeners? Yes. One of my favorite channels is the money line. Where the money reside? Where the money reside? It doesn't appear in any of the charts that we talked about today. And Mick and I actually don't have it completely filled in either. But it's so interesting to me. This is channel 21 to 45. It connects the heart to the throat. And it doesn't mean that if you have this line, you're going to be a millionaire, but it means that you're immensely capable of making money, honey. Mm -hmm. Remember, heart center, moving mountains, getting shit done, throat, like you're going to talk about it. You're putting your money where your mouth is. Mm. You can get caught up in looking out for yourself with this line. You know, remember the love of money is the root of all evil. But there is a desire to take care of others for people who have this who have this line. You know, it can be tribal. It can be like, you know, taking care of your your family and loved ones. It can be you're trying to help as many people as possible. A classic example of the spectrums of this from celebrities is you have Angelina Jolie, very wealthy, but she's a goodwill ambassador for the United Nations. Like she got this rainbow coalition of babies like she is using her ability to make money to also like make the world a better place. On the other end of the spectrum, Donald Trump has the money line and he can spend up some money. Like even though he a broke boy, he <laughs> is still out here spinning up cash, selling these MAGA hats. And he's going to have to depend on that line to pay off that debt to Deutsche Bank. But that's neither here nor there. But you know, you can see how, like, his desire for money can be corrupting. However, he does make sure that his, like, immediate family is taken care of. So Definitely. that one was really interesting. I think a fun thing to do, you know, we'll talk about composite charts maybe one day, but a fun thing to do that anyone can do is, like, if you have a business partner or you have a life partner looking to see if, hey, I might not have the full line, but I got part of it and you got part of it. Like that could be a really fruitful mm -hmm. partnership in that way. So I always think that that's, that's really cool to look at. So hopefully, you know, we couldn't get to everything. We couldn't talk about every channel. We couldn't talk about every gate. But hopefully there was something in here that you're like, oh, yes, I have that on my chart that really resonated with you. Or maybe it's on a loved one's char, and you're like, oh, that is totally them. They're totally a channel of enterprise, or I don't know. But hopefully there was something that you could get out of that today. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. As always, if you have a question, please email us at chakrasandshotguns at gmo.com. You can also find us on Instagram and YouTube under Chakras and Shotguns. If you'd like to join our Chakras and Shotguns community, you can support us on Patreon. And finally, if you're loving the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating wherever you listen. Namaste. Namaste.